All right, man. So it's been a crazy ass 24, 48 hours or so uh, around our team, around the NFL in general, hell, even college football. So plenty to talk about, man. Let's get rolling. Welcome in, folks, to episode 157 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, an Atlanta Falcons fan cast. My name is John, as always, your host, not yet joined by my co-host, Mr. Mike Cottrell, because Mike is stuck in an auto repair shop, but he was supposed to be out by six. He just texted me and said they is still there, and he's asking for an update. So he may <laughs> pop up in the chat. I don't know. I told him, I said, I said, well, just get in the chat if you can't make it. But luckily, good friend of ours, man, Stephen Hara, uh, we've been... I don't know, interacting since damn near we started this podcast, pretty close to it. Yeah. Um, been on the show before, uh, watches a ton of stuff on quarterbacks, especially like, you know, college film and stuff like that. And a uh, huge Falcons fan himself. Steven, buddy, how's it going, man? Man, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm happy to be back on. It's been a while. I think we last time I hopped on was probably a little bit before the season. Actually, I think it was before the draft because I remember we talked quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it was before the draft. So it's been a while. There's, you know, a lot has happened. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's been up and down, a little bit of a roller coaster season, but uh, I had fun with it. Uh, you know, being in the Falcon sphere, everybody kind of makes do with with uh, what the Falcons give us, and, and we try to have a good time. So and I'm just excited to be back on, man. Yeah. Thanks for, having, or thanks for coming on, man. That's, I'm glad you it, picked this day because otherwise I'd be sitting yeah. here by myself, you know, or scrambling to get somebody else to come on. So yeah, it worked out, man. But uh, yeah. as always guys coming to you from variety sports network, man, make sure you check out BSN. They've killing it lately with a lot of great shows, man. Talking the gridiron, which Mike and I will be co-hosting relatively soon. I'm not sure which week, but we'll be co-hosting that show during uh, the playoffs at some point. It's normally on Sundays or on the East coast. It's normally, I think, right when the Sunday night game ends, basically when it starts. So, you know, just keep your eyes on there. If you go subscribe to VSN, you'll get the notification whenever we pop on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, if you're here, if you're new, uh, hey, man, welcome to the channel. Like I said, my, you know, you're, you're missing out with Mike. Uh, you know, obviously he brings another aspect that uh, neither yeah. neither Stephen nor I can bring to the show. Yeah, um, Mike's, but, Mike's uh, Mike, you know. <laughs> Mike is one of a kind. Uh, there's no duplicating Mike. I can't replicate Mike. I can't even try to. So I uh, hope you come back uh, when Mike is here. Um, but regardless, man, we're going like to run through. we got so much to talk about, man. Uh, we're going to talk about, obviously, the coaching search that's going on, all the rumors and what who we've talked about interviewing. Got, we, we will talk about some QBs, some QBs in the draft coming out, some possible yep. veteran options, depending on, you know, how the coaching uh, thing goes. Um, so, like I said, if you're here, man, hit the like button for us. If you don't mind, hit, so get those video, uh, get the get the video out to more Falcons fans. And like I said, subscribe to the channel. If you haven't already, we'd much appreciate it. Um, first things first, man, Jesse Bates, all pro. I mean, who did, I mean, who didn't see that coming? Man, he has been absolutely phenomenal. And obviously, you know, he was the marquee free agent sign. We all wanted oh, yeah. Uh, everybody wanted Jesse Bates. Somehow he even surpassed my expectations, and I was a big fan of him, especially the fit with Nielsen, which I think we can all agree uh, was pretty much match made in heaven. You know, he he, I think without Jesse, we probably lose another three games. Uh, he single handedly oh, won us the first Saints game, and if there's one thing you can do, that I will always love you for it's all beat the Saints. Oh man, uh, we split with them, but the first game was absolutely electric, and a lot of the part of that is Jesse Bates. So I'm glad he got the recognition. I think it was him and Kyle Hamilton. Uh, mm -hmm. and I don't think it's too crazy to say that they really are kind of in a, in a class of their own in terms of 
uh, the safety across the safety play. Was it Hamilton or Winfield? I'm not sure which one it was. I thought it was no. Hamilton from what I saw. It, it, it's one of the two. I know. I know either, either, either or is Pro Bowl for sure. But they're, they're ridiculous. Or all, but it was a freaking matter. phenomenal yeah. player. Yeah. So, like, exactly. you know. Exactly. Um, and also, Kyle Pitts, for y'all that haven't seen uh, on IG, put out a story the other day, talked about how this year was kind of a you know, a comeback type of year for him or trying to get it, trying to get right, revealed that he had more than just an MCL injury. It was actually a PCL as well, which changes a lot of things because uh, PCL and some of y'all know my whole background is exercise science. So a lot of this stuff, you know, I'm very familiar with. PCL is like you're one of your major stabilizers in your knee. And uh, that's, it also is a secondary stabilizer for your knee as far as like rotation and stuff like that. So uh, it makes total sense now why he didn't want to just completely cut and go all out uh, on that knee. Like, it makes total sense. Um, the Falcons uh, didn't have to say, they don't have to say specifically what the knee injury is. They just they can just say it's a knee injury. They don't have to get too in detail. And y'all know how Art was. He barely even said when, when shit was injured, when people were injured. So it makes a lot of sense now. Um, you know, I know, even like you know, if y'all watched the All 22s, some of it I did, you know, like I, I, would, I said on there, I don't know if he's hurt. I, I would like to think he's hurt because this doesn't seem like his personality to kind of just, you know, all of a sudden not give 100%, you know, or not whatever, you know, go all out. Um, and I was, I was luckily right. I mean, like you know, he was, I mean, and I guess luckily and unluckily, but I mean, you know, at least he was, at least there was an injury uh, that was definitely there that was causing more of an issue than anybody knew, at least any of the fans knew. So he's looking forward to, a big ass year next year. So uh, assuming he's back with the team, which I, you know, we don't know, he could be packaging some kind of deal, which, you know, to move up, who knows, you know, who, who knows how that may shake down, but um, with another quarterback in another system, I think he will be, you know, the guy that we saw with Matt Ryan in the first year. Yeah. And, you know, credit to him played through injury, uh, especially as, you know, the season kind of went up and down. Uh, I, I think it was obvious at times, you know, like you were saying, uh, he wasn't ex- as explosive as usual. And unfortunately, uh, we didn't have anybody of his caliber, even when he was injured. So I'll be clear, I don't think he was great this year, but I still think he was a very good tight end. Um, but just due to the nature of his injury, he wasn't fully full speed, and he was a big part of our plans at receiver. Uh, so so it kind of hurt us a little bit. But again, I mean, if you're playing through injury, you're playing through injury. Uh, he gave us his all, and, you know, credit to him. He, he got a lot of flack from people, including me at times, because, you know, even I was like, well, you know, I'd expect him to come down with his ball. Uh, if you're playing injured, you're playing injured. Uh, I'm still going to have these expectations for you, but at the end of the year, if you tell me you're injured, it's a lot easier to kind of scale it back and be like, hey, I get it. Uh, you're doing your best. So credit to him for playing through injury. Still think he was good this year, and hopefully he's going to be uh, great next year or can get us some pretty good uh, package deal if we, if we end up moving. I don't think we will, but if we do, you know, he's still a talented player. He's young. Can you hear me, uh, John? Hmm. John, you might be muted yourself. Oh, oh yeah. Am I good now? How long? How, how long was I muted? Uh, since, <laughs> since I started, stop talking. Okay. All right. Cool. So, anyway, what's up to Kenny? What's up to Chris, man? What's up to Bubba Gump? Super Contra, good to see you, man. Yeah, Nancy um, in the chat. Yeah, hopefully we get this right, Bubba. We have to. This is a, a super important hire. JJ, what's happening, man? Demetrius, what up, Bubba? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all told me, man. He's uh, yeah, he's or y'all. You probably heard he's at the auto shop. Uh, Ro, what's up, buddy? 
Bro talk, what's happening, man? He said, uh, Falcons fans losing their mind. Yes, they are. It's only took about uh, six hours into the, <laughs> into the first day. Uh, Dansky was cracking, man. Good to see you guys. Hopefully, hopeful. What's up, dude? Good to see you. Happy Thursday, chat. John, Steven, and Mike down to car shop. Yeah, hopefully he <laughs> pops in here soon, man. Um, Liam was cracking, buddy. Show enough. What's going on, dude? Uh, and yeah, thank you all for the mic update. Yeah. So basically, this mic, by the way, Chris was saying in the chat. Belichick, Pete Carroll, Nick Saban, all in the same day. Um, insane, man. Like, and as a Bama fan, I shed shed a few tears, buddy, because that was a, that was a tough one to hear. I kind of knew that was coming down eventually, um, but didn't expect it to be just all of a sudden. But hey, man, it's uh, it, it happens, you know. And that's that's something that uh, you know he he probably listened to the interview on the on ESPN. Like, you know, he thought a lot hard about it, and uh, you know, he just it was a tough season for him. It was a grueling season for him. What he said. And it was a time to move on, uh, you know, time to hang it up. So, I mean, huge, huge opening there. And I don't know who, I don't know who's going to follow him. I feel bad for whoever it is. That's just, I mean, how you could do that. I mean, that's the best coach in college history ever. So, I mean, like, I don't know how you want to replace that. Um, but, and then Pete Carroll, of course, stepping down. Uh, he did say he kind of argued for his job. I think he still wanted to coach or trying to prove he could coach. But, uh, I, but, you know, go ahead. I, I, I was not, ex- I don't think anybody was expecting Pete Carroll. Uh, no. You know, there's been speculation for a while about Saban and Belichick, but I feel like Pete Carroll is out of nowhere. Because, uh, you know, again, Seattle was playing well this year. Uh, obviously, you know, Alabama played really well, made the playoffs. Uh, you know, it took overtime to lose. You know, they beat Georgia again. You know, I know probably Georgia fans in the chat, uh, they're happy Saban's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Saban's been the boogeyman for not just Georgia, but college football as a whole, but especially yeah. Georgia, uh, you know, for a while now. So, Crazy day. Even Bill, you know, I think he's going to end up getting another job, potentially the Falcons. Yeah. Uh, just, it was a lot. I mean, I was, I was sitting there on Twitter, you know, just like everybody else. I was like, oh man, Pete Carroll, like, oh man, Nick Saban. Dude, it was crazy. Like, you know, like right after. I, it's impossible to try to work. I mean, I'm trying to work and like looking at Twitter. I'm like, how is this happening? Why is it happening so fast? But, um, you know, it was, uh, it was just crazy all in one day, but yeah. So Bill, um, obviously they, he and, well, Bill and Kraft had their press conference today. They both mutually decided to part ways. And um, hang on a second. Is this true? Huh. Have you all seen this? Damsky, you lying to me, man? Because, I mean, <laughs> I, I might just shut the show down here and go let cry on a corner. If that's, if that's, in fact, true. I saw I saw um, a couple of transfer reports right after the news pretty much dropped. But I, I was – Yeah, yeah. So there was I'm a five-star – yeah, there was a five-star receiver who left. Um, I don't even know who that was but at that time. But because I can't even keep up with recruiting these days. With the NIL, dude, it's insane. It's just like having a minor league NFL system. It's like there's yeah. players going left and right. I can't even keep up with shit. So it's, it's tough enough just to keep up with uh, with the pros. But yeah, he's um, messing with you, man. He's he's a, he's a menace. <laughs> that little fucker. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> See, um, but uh, yeah. So talking about Bill. So it's, it's been reported now for a little bit that obviously the Falcons would have interest in Bill Belichick. Um, if he's available, obviously clearly he's available now. Um, and tons of, like I, I said, about a week ago, we could, whatever, I think Mike asked me actually before this ever even came down and I was like, no, I'm good. It had nothing to do with a lot of folks say, you know, it's 28, three It's the reason they don't want him here. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. I, I'm more of like, okay, the guy's 72. Uh, how long is he going to coach for? I mean, does he want to coach? you know, I mean, like what's the long-term plan? And I, I don't, and I'm this is just because I'm I, I personally don't necessarily want him as my choice. Does it mean I wouldn't support him if he's here? Of course I would. If he's a coach, I'm going to support him regardless. And I would like to think, uh, as good a businessman as Arthur Blank is, and you're not going to just 
you're going to have a long-term plan. So if it is like, you know, that, that's going to be part of the discussion of Bill's coming in for an interview. It's like, okay, so how long do you think you might want to coach? Is you, have you even thought about that yet? You know, like, what are we looking at here? Because there needs to be some kind of succession plan if you get in here and you don't. Uh, you just had three years, in the, yeah, after two years, now nah, I want to hang it up. So, like, that part doesn't worry me all that much. Um, you know, I'd love to keep Nielsen. I don't know if that works well with Bill. Bill and, yeah. I, you know, Bill's, you know, he's had all the control uh, in New York or in New England, you know, and, and I think he said he's he'd be open to relinquishing some control, um, but don't know how much, don't know how that works with our system, with Terry and Rich and whoever else has got their hand in the pot. Um, so it's just, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how that would work. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against it. It's just not necessarily what I would do with these other candidates that are out there. And we'll talk about the other candidates too, but we'll say you on it. Yeah. You know, I'm not against it as some other people, but he's not my top choice or even in my probably top three. Uh, I, I think to his credit, even if he ran Nielsen out of town, uh, Bill Belichick is probably one of the only coaches in the league that I'd be like, right. yeah, he can probably coach the defense better than you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Because even with, the bare bones talent that new England had, which is his fault as a general manager, right? Mm -hmm. Like he drafted these guys. So it's his fault. There's not a lot of talent there. He still was able to, to coach that defense up to some really impressive performances. Uh, and much as people talk about him, like he's a fossil, you know, I think he has been one of the best minds in football when it comes to adapting mm -hmm. to new offenses and quickly uh, finding answers to stuff like Sean McVay, you know, mm -hmm. that, that's really wanting us the Rams. Like that, that was very impressive. Uh, defensive performance. Um, so I'm not against it as much. It will come down to offense coordinator. And given the big question for us right now is quarterback. That is kind of my cautionary part of it, because like you're mentioning, there might be a lot of turnover. I, I think if he was going to pick an offensive coordinator, probably be someone he already knows like Josh McDaniels. I'm not against that. Josh McDaniels, terrible head coach, pretty decent coordinator. So I, I wouldn't hate it. Mm -hmm. uh, but He's old, like you're saying. What's the plan? How long is he going to stay in Atlanta? Uh, personally, I'm okay with a little four or five year rental. Uh, I feel co hiring coaches is such a kind of a crapshoot, anyways. Like much as we like yes. these guys, as we like everybody, pretty much liked Arthur Smith when we hired him, and he just didn't have it. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of different coaches who, when they're hired, you know, people love them. Uh, but it's hard to succeed in the NFL. And Bill's proven he can do that. And, you know, obviously post Tom Brady performance hasn't been great, but I think he kind of self-sabotaged himself because Mac Jones was looking pretty good year one. Uh, they lost a lot of talent. Well, they didn't really have a lot of talent, but they yeah, and that's right. with their offensive coordinator position and basically derailed their offense, uh, their, their quarterback's development. Um, so I'm not against Bill, not my first choice. We'll talk about some of the other candidates, but yeah. if we do get him, you know, obviously I'm the eternal optimist, so I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. doer, you want to doom, do you, well, man. But I tend well, to be able to feel better about these things. I think he has a solid chance of succeeding. Yeah. And I mean, you, you know, I always look at it as, well, I mean, I can't control it anyway. So, I mean, I, I well, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm not going to, you know, cry about it. Whatever happens, happens. I mean, I'm going to support whoever's going to be the coach. I mean, period, you know, that's just going to be how, how it is. And you, you said kind of like since Brady's left. So yeah, so he's, he's 29 and 38 since Brady left. So obviously a stark difference than when Brady was there. Um, I saw a stat and I don't know, I, this could be true. I, I, I needed to, I had, I had, I didn't have time to check, uh, to, to check it out, but since yeah. 2013, no one he's drafted has signed second contracts that so he's drafted in the first, second or third round has signed a second contract. Unfortunately, I and, can believe that. if he did come here, a big stipulation for me would be like, I think he's proven he can, he deserves some input. 
Yeah. Uh, but like he can't be the guy running the show because again, right. he's kind of doomed himself as a general manager. Head mm-hmm. coach still really good, but like the people he drafts, you know, there's been some hits, but yeah, for the most part, it has not been great long term. Yeah. So I, and, I'm not it, for it. And yeah, right. And and during the press conference uh, with Rich McKay, like you know, Chris Domino from Six Eighty, the fan here in town, Atlanta, he asked uh, the question. Basically, was just what you said: is 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 a coaching to today hiring a coach kind of a crapshoot? And I think Arthur kind of took it the wrong way. I think he kind of took it as like we're just going to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And that's not what he was saying. He was just he was saying exactly what you said. It's like you you yeah. quarterbacks, you can't really predict how well this coach is going to do until he's in that position. I mean, you, you're trying you know, to try, but right. Know, I mean, you, you, you go from a coordinator. Proven. You're not going to have a very good success rate, but we're going to try, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're a coordinator, you go from the booth to the field all of a sudden, you know, or, you know, this things, it's just different. It's a big jump. So you don't know if that can, it's all going to work out, you know, and it's called, y'all have, you have to have this, the right players, the right system, all that stuff's got to mesh. So I get it, man. And I just, you know, like I said, if, if, if that's how they, they want to do it, then fine. Um, and everybody was freaking out yesterday because they hadn't requested any interviews yet that we knew of at least because, and it's not, they, they didn't say they would tell us when they requested, they said they would say after they, uh, you know, did the interview, they would let us know. So, you know, I, I wasn't freaking out too bad. I mean, like, I, again, I'm not, I'm, they have, if anybody understands the importance of this hire is definitely Arthur blank. And I think, and shout out to home team, Brandon Leak, who asked the question for also from six, a, the fan about this, the team being uh, basically having two winning seasons out of the last 11 years. Uh, it just, you could tell like, and Arthur took it well. I mean, he, you know, he answered it very thoughtfully. Um, but I mean, that was the question needed to be asked. Cause like, you know, as fans, it's like, man, you gotta, you know, you gotta get this one right. Like this one's important. You got a young group of offensive guys here. You got a good young defense for the most part. I know some of the older guys in the line, you know, have to be replaced, but you know, you get a strong defensive coordinator, whether he stays or not, I guess depends on the coach, but everything is kind of there for you. So like this head coach, this quarterback combination, OC possibly that's all got to be right this time because, you know, we're in a division that's kind of, eh, you know, so now's that time. Yeah, no, I, I pretty much agree. Um, if I'm completely honest, I don't think they're going to hire Belichick. Uh, I know there's a lot of rumors that way. Where do you think he ends up? I, I think they find they think getting their quarterback is so important, and I think they're mm-hmm. smart enough to realize that trying to get a offensive coordinator as a head coach who's going to be provide that stability for a young quarterback who's proven he can develop a quarterback more than Belichick has. Because uh, again, you, you gave Belichick a good quarterback. Like Mac Jones, his first year was good. Like I mm-hmm. I know people like to kind of kind of downplay how good he was, but he was good as as a rookie, and it just went downhill. And a part of that's Belichick. You know, you have also rumors about, you know, the Patriots work culture, uh, stuff like that. I don't know anything about that, so I don't really speculate it, but it's out there. Um, right. And people who know better than me uh, say it does exist. So I, I just don't think they're going to go that route. But if they do, it's not like it's going to shock me. I just think they're going to name for one of these hot young OCs that they compare with the quarterback. And they're going to hope to kind of replicate what Houston's doing right now with, with Stroud. And that's going to be very dependent on hitting on the quarterback, but just as important with is the head coach and making sure that the offensive coordinator you get is going to put that young quarterback in a position to succeed. Uh, and Stroud's definitely had that. He's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's also had, you know, a good system around him. And, you know, I, I think the talent there, I did not expect to be that good. If you want to argue Stroud's elevating or the receivers just are surprisingly good. I don't really care. The point is it's all working over there. And then that's what we're going to try to replicate. So I just really think, they're gonna name. They're gonna aim for an offensive coordinator. That's not necessarily my preference. This is what I think they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, 
we'll see yeah. what happens. It's it's a lot to manage. Again, Bills has a lot of sway too. I know there's rumors about Arthur Blank and uh, you know Robert Kraft being kind of buddies. Maybe that mm-hmm. plays into it. Uh, but it we'll probably know. I think in like a month, maybe a little bit, a little bit more. Um, but it's there's a lot of good names out there, which you know I'm sure we're going to get to next. But yeah, yeah, a, and that's the thing. They're going to have to. I need a head coach. Like there was a lot of names I like. Yeah, yeah, they're going to have to you know move relatively fast because there are some good teams, the Chargers, for instance, that need. Which, by the way, we are going to be uh, on with the Bolt Bros on Saturday, this Saturday at 3 p.m. But it'll be on their channel, uh, and they use different platform than we use, so we won't be streaming it. To, we can't co-stream it basically, but we'll put it out there. Just go if you want to watch us. We'll. We're just they're well good friends of ours, man. They run a great Chargers podcast and they're kind of like, as y'all know, Falcons East for the most part, or Falcons West for the most part. And we're kind of Chargers East. So uh, we always have a good show with them. It's kind of just recapping the season and shooting the shit with those guys. So it'll be a great show if y'all come over there and watch them. But anyways, Bolt Bros on YouTube. Um, but um, yeah, where were we at? Um, so yeah, that's the thing. If if Bill comes to, you know, quarterback wise, likely I, I could see him. I I, I would think maybe he goes for a vet rather than and maybe a vet and drafting a guy, but maybe not that whole moving up option may not, you know, be the thing for him. I think he might say like, yeah, I want a Russell Wilson or I want a Kirk Cousins or I want somebody, you know, that can just take a step right in yeah. and kind of like, you know, no, you don't have to do much grooming. Like that's, that's who they are, you know, just step right in and run this offense, whoever the offense coordinator is, you know, so that's the other option. That's the other possibility too. Yeah. So. I'm not super enthusiastic about a veteran uh, quarterback. I don't know if you want to break right into veteran quarterbacks now or keep talking about coaches, but <laughs> we can do it all together. I mean, it's, I, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not either. I, I would prefer with these, this, especially this class of quarterbacks. I mean, and where we're yeah. drafting, I think we're prime position to just go grab one of those guys. And it's about time we just took a swing at one because, you know, we we've seen, if you don't have it, then it's not going to work no matter what. The, the coach where the scheme is you gotta have the quarterback um this is pretty funny because super conscious so what you're saying is jesse base cost us a possible top five pick by basically winning three games by himself Damn sorry the Falcons fan i'm mentally built for the draft not the postseason i tell you well that's, that's got to change dude that's just got to change i'm telling you this man's already saying the season's just just a buffer between draft oh, right? seasons. <laughs> now we're ready now we're ready draft season's upon us uh yeah Liam, yeah that's just a common thing buddy i'm sure you're aware of that yeah <laughs> Uh, William Emerson, we need Eric Bieniemy. Uh, uh, I don't. Know, I, I, don't like- I mean, this. You know, there's so much. Uh, we've talked about him before on the show. It's like I don't understand. Clearly, there's something that's keeping him from getting a job. He's interviewed several places before, haven't gotten it. I don't know if it's. I don't know what it is. I, I could. I can't. I mean, I couldn't even pretend to know, man. Um, Wallace, what's going on, dude? Good to see you, oh, buddy. Um, yeah, I know Liam. Yeah, he, Liam. So he's he's totally out on Belichick because I mean that yeah. was his first memory of a football game was that night or next morning and then you know it's yeah so it is what it is um yes channel yeah he's better oc like like steven said better oc um first i feel like the reports are true boss i think we're being a useless leverage for the cowboys I, you know what i didn't think about that but that's you never know man it's all really yeah. depend on their playoff run which i like their odds to be honest but you know it all depends on how they do <laughs> Boogie said, "What if Bill brings Arthur Smith back?" Is I don't think that'll happen, buddy. I don't. I don't think that'll happen. It'll be hilarious, but I don't think it would happen. Um, Falcons did block Ravens' request to interview Nielsen for their reason. Yeah, I, I saw. I didn't see Ravens, but I did see Jaguars as well. So yeah. good on good on the Falcons for blocking them for uh, blocking Nielsen. I mean, I I and it, we talked about it briefly before the show. 
could mean that they're aiming for an offensive guy and they just, you know, they, 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 they for sure want to keep Nielsen in place. Yeah. Or it could just be like a just in case type of thing. Like we want, we want Bill or we want this defensive guy, but just in case we don't get him, we do go offensive. We still have, they, you know, we still have Nielsen yeah. here. So that's kind of the way I see it. But yeah. we'll see. I, I, before you, Damsky, I, I, I would say that. The fact they blocked him is a sign they want to keep him because I think Arthur Smith has been or not Arthur Smith, he's gone. Arthur Blank has been good uh with kind of paying his coaches respect and not allowing us to kind of jerk these guys around. Like if he's been very good about treating his staff well. Mm-hmm. So I think if they're if they're blocking an interview for Nielsen, it's because they want to convince Nielsen to stay versus just being like, Oh, well, just in case, like I think they're gonna do right by their coaches. So I think it's a sign he wants to stay. Yeah, and like Damsky said, I still think it's heading toward an OC hire. Uh, they're trying to keep Ledford. That's right. They blocked the Giants um, from from speaking to Dwayne Ledford, who's the, OC, the offensive line coach, uh, yeah. and of course Ethan Nielsen. So yeah, I mean, it kind of seems that way. That's kind of what I took from it too. Um, so we kind of just have a feeling Bill Belichick with the Falcons will be Bobby Petrino 2.0 if he's not winning halfway through the second season. We're left back to square one. I do admit, I, if his goal is to be the most hated man in existence by Falcons fan, I mean. That's a route to do it. That is the only way to do it. Come in and just peace out in the middle of the night when you <laughs> when shit goes right. Yeah, that's not gonna work. Um, I, I can't see Bill doing that though. And any uh, he has I, too I much. No, yeah, he's a I, professional. Right, and you know, and he, obviously he's chasing Don Shula's record, and so I think, I mean, I think, and I think a lot of people think that Falcons are an attractive destination because of the offensive pieces that we have, and obviously, you know, defense was much improved last year. We've got a nice bag to spend in free agency this year. Who knows what we're going to do in a draft? And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But so, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, there's, I think it's a definitely one of the top locations, you know, and you could definitely argue the Chargers is another one. I mean, with, you know, they already have their QB in place and, you know, painfully uh, were, you know, underachieving this year, just like we were. Um, hopefully, so I heard he were, we requested these. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ben Johnson as well. Yeah. There's a whole list, man. We're going to get to him in a second. Um, there's, <laughs> we've got a whole, whole bunch, man. Well, uh, Jones Bones, what's up, buddy? He said, Patriots are notoriously cheap. That's why they don't sign long-term draft picks. Yep. They've had talent. they just rather not pay into that schematically. Cheaper talent ravens are similar. Yeah, it's just bit them in the ass over the last uh, four or five years. They haven't been able to, you know, do it without a quarterback. So that's been the problem. Uh, and so the other the other candidates that we've requested, Raheem Morris, who we're also very familiar with, who was here. Uh, Anthony Weaver, who is the defensive line and associate head coach for the Ravens. Steve Wilkes, who I really, really liked at Carolina. I thought Steve Wilkes yeah. should have got that job in Carolina. I thought he did everything in the world to earn that job, yeah. but didn't. And um, I'm fine with that because I thought they'd, they'd probably been better with him, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Um, Ijiro Evero, who is the defensive coordinator for um, the Panthers. If y'all remember, we tried to interview him for our D.C. job, but the Broncos blocked us from doing that. So now we're maybe interviewing him for a uh, head coach job. Uh, Bobby Slowick, who I've said before, Somebody yeah. I would like them to interview for sure, just because of the Shanahan tree. Obviously, the like you just said, the offense worked a lot, uh, yeah. really well in, in Houston. Um, the only thing with him, and I said it last on the last show, one year as an OC, you know, it's I don't know, is that it's, jump too quick? I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know. Is it, uh, we'll see. Um, yeah. Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator for the uh, Lions, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Lions. Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator for the Bengals. And then you just told me who was it uh, for Mike, Mc, uh, Mike, Mike McDonald's McDonald for, the, for yeah. the Ravens defensive coordinator, I'm pretty sure. Right. So another one. So yeah, basically everyone, anyone that's out there, we've requested uh, to speak and interview with, um, which is great, man. I think you should talk to as many people as you can. You know, like, like I said, the importance of this hire, 
cannot be understated. So it's like you've you got to get this one right. Um, of that list, buddy, who I mean, is there is, do you have a favorite or are you just kind of like eh? so I obviously have a favorite. I think everybody has a favorite. My disclaimer for my favorites is always just no one really knows that these hires are going to go. Sometimes you have a good feeling. Like, obviously, we got to see Kyle Shanahan work, and I think everybody kind of expected Kyle Shanahan to do great. He's mm-hmm. done that. Uh, but it's just hard to predict sometimes. That That's to say, though, I do have a favorite. Ben Johnson, offense coordinator for the Lions. I think what works to his advantage and the reason I like him so much is because he has worked with a quarterback that was removed from the Rams for his limitations. Mm-hmm. And he saw those limitations, and he said, okay – what does he do well? And he's basically adjusted his offense to Goff's strengths with, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic here. Every offensive coordinator is trying to do that, but I think he's done it well enough. Uh, and I think he has a clear offensive vision in the sort of guys, uh, you know, he's probably had input for them drafting. Uh, you know, they, they've gone for a lot of speed. They've, they've found these late wide receivers. They went with the tight end pretty high and they used him to great effect. Mm-hmm. Uh so I think Ben Johnson has shown kind of this flexibility to make it work. And let, let's not let's not get it twisted here. He's making it work with arguably the hardest ar- archetype to make work nowadays, a statue in the pocket. So <laughs> what happens if you give him someone a little bit more mobile? Uh, you know, uh, before the draft last year, I said the Lions would be one of my favorite picks for C.J. Stroud. Uh, imagine what Stroud would be doing in that offense with just a bit more mobility than golf, but like kind of right. similar strengths. I mean, he, I, I think he has more talent than Goff nowadays, but like, I think when you watch the two, they, they're pretty similar. So Ben Johnson's one of my favorite. I'm with you on Slowick. I, I think it's kind of a quick move to go one-year offensive coordinator straight into head coach. Agreed. That said, I can understand if they look at him and they're like, well, what did this guy just do with C.J. Stroud? Uh, or, yeah, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. And can he do that here? So I, I would understand him completely. I actually really like – uh, Steve Wilkes, I think to his advantage, we've seen him as a head coach filling in. Mm-hmm. And I think that Carolina team played tough. I think he had like a kind of, they loved him. They loved him. Yeah. And they loved him. And, you know, you never know how these guys are going to translate to head coaches. So if you can find someone who has some sort of experience, it doesn't have to be as an actual head coach, but maybe he could pull Brian Burns down here for us. Nah, I would love <laughs> Brian Burns. That'd be sick. I know they've also thrown in Callahan from the Bengals. I like him too. My only cautious thing with him is he kind of he kind of drew the lottery, man. Like that receiving core is stacked. He yeah. has an elite quarterback, but to his credit, he made it work with backups quarterback. He made it. He made his offense look better with like his third string quarterback than our offense looked with with Matt Ryan when Matt Ryan was still good. So yeah, it's a sad thing, I'm yeah. I'm a big fan of him as well. Uh, I do think like uh, Dancy was saying in the chat. I think they're going to lean for some offensive coordinators. That's why I think Ben Johnson, Slowick, and then Callahan are going to be kind of the top options. But I don't think there's a bad name. Uh, yeah, me either. I don't really know enough about the Lions defensive coordinator, if I'm honest, to really say anything about him. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I watched him. I mean, I watched his, his. I watched him play. Of course, I'm older than than you, but I mean, I, I, I watched his career, and you know, I've, I've you know, I watched the uh, Hard Knocks. You know, he was on there. I mean, just. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Aaron Glenn. I mean, it seems like he's got obviously that defense has been you know pretty good in in Detroit, um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I just it's not a it's a good list. I mean, it really is. Like all those guys have their have really good traits. Um, you know, uh, Raheem is an interesting one to me because I think yeah. with with him being in the building before, like would he number one would he want to come back? You know, and and take a head coaching job. Um, I, I think he if we do go a defensive route, I think he he'd be interesting because. I think he, he he's a hell of a leader, and the guys will just gravitate toward him. I think they play their ass off for him, yeah. um, and I think he could just 
coach well. You know, now he he wouldn't be so. Yeah, I think he'd have his offensive core. He'd have his defensive. He wouldn't. He you know he wouldn't be necessarily just you know like Art was in his play sheet. You know, his Waffle House freaking menu the entire time. Um, yeah. So, but you know, like I said, I, I'm I'm I'm. There's nobody. I'm just like, oh God, please not him. I I, I don't have that guy. You know yet. I guess Raheem, I won't. Raheem falls in the same realm. I think as Steve Wilkes. Where he wasn't he our head coach for a little bit when we fired. Uh, might have been. Might have been the interim. I, I want to say he was. He was the interim head coach for a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So he. So again, you know, I don't think that's a big part of the evaluation, but it is like, hey, especially if they, since he was with this organization, they probably have some memory of him as the acting head coach, which could be good. You know. So, mm-hmm. Again, I'm with you. I think it's a really good coaching class. I don't think there's a name we can really go with that would get me mad again. The name that everybody is getting mad about is Bill Belichick. I'm going to be like, ah, Jesse Bates with Bill Belichick? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm – right. I mean, that's what I was saying the other day. It's like, I mean, do I want it? Not necessarily because, again, the list we just went through, a lot of talented young guys. And, like, a lot of guys that – and no offense to, but I mean, you you had a couple of seventy year olds just retire, and now we're trying to go grab one. You know, we're like, no, 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 please come here. And I get like, you know, probably the greatest coach in NFL history. You know, I mean, this like his resume obviously speaks for itself. So, and yeah, his defense, he's always had. We talked about it last year. He always had a good defense, you know, and he's going to coach a damn good defense regardless. So, I mean, like, I'm not worried about that. But I don't want him to coach a good defense for a year or two and leave if we could. You know what I mean? Like, have a younger guy keep Nielsen keeping that and. But the thing is, we'll eventually lose Nielsen to a head coaching job as well. Yeah. We, if, if he he's producing the way he's producing, that's going to happen as well. Um, so, you know, I don't I don't know um, somebody. And we we've been asked on the show several times. You know, what what about Nielsen for head coach? And I basically had the same response as I did about Slowick. Because like, well, he's had one year as a DC, and I, as much as I like him, I don't know that you know that would be a, a smart thing to do is take that take that jump. And then you're trying to go find an OC at that point and replaced, you know, maybe, I don't even know. And and also we've had uh, somebody ask about Jerry Gray as well. And Jerry Gray's been around forever and he's a extremely talented coach and, I, you know, assistant head coach this year. I don't know if he'd want to do the head coaching job at this point in his life. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll be fine if they interviewed him, if they, you know, gauge his interest, see if they want to, you know, um, it's just, a, I think they're feeling the pressure of just, we have to get it right. They're going to take their time and they're going to, yeah. you know, it's not going to be a, a super fast process. So. And what Chris said, Ben Johnson and Ryan Nielsen then trade up for a top three QB in a draft. I'd be down. If someone's willing to trade up, I am so for it. I think this, you know, this quarterback class is we're gonna probably talk about here in a little bit, man. I, I think the top three guys are very legit. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Millie, what's up, buddy? Let's see you, right. dude. Um, and Demetri said we need to do whatever it takes to trade up number one pick. Well, I get the mindset. I'm I'm for it. I just think it's gonna be hard to do that. Not so much. Because I think there's, you know, we're going to have to give up a lot, but I think we're probably willing to do it. The thing is, are the top three guys, you know, is are the Bears going to stick with Fields? You know, did I, you, did I you think see? there's a chance the the Patriots or Washington's passing up on a quarterback. I just, I don't think right. it's going to happen. So it's pretty either. much Bears or bust. Yeah, and uh, did you see Ryan Poles today? He's our, I think the quote, or I, saw, I read the quote, and he said, "Base Ryan Poles, by the way, guys, GM of the Bears, um, said that uh, he had to be blown away by one of the quarterbacks too. So I mean, he." I get blown away. I mean, it's, it's you really you could get yeah, you could get blown away. Um, but uh the way Fields played down the stretch in the you know second half of the season is like, well, I mean, you know, there's a chance they could keep him, you know. And so um, you know, in the fields to Atlanta was obviously a big talking point. And I think that probably would have been the play with Arthur being here. Uh if he had stayed, that would have been maybe a, a nice transition from him into that offense. I don't know if that'll be the case with again, whoever takes the job. But uh 
Millian said, I'm sorry, but I think I want a first time head coach. Let him bring in his own OC and keep Nielsen. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. I mean, and uh, what, uh, what they were saying, I think if we did move up, it would obviously take our eight this year, probably yeah. our second round this year. Um, and I think it said, uh, was it a first and 25 and it, like a second? It's, it was, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you're probably trading, especially if you're trading with the Bears. The Bears are going to have pressure to win now because if you're trading with the Bears, they're saying, we think we can win with Justin Fields this year. Yeah. They don't want a playmaker. They don't want Fields Pitts. A good receiver. <laughs> yeah. A better exactly. Defense, a better yeah. offensive line. So if you're trading them, I think it's going to be at least two first round picks, probably one of your best players, and, mm -hmm. you know, a couple of day two picks, which might be worth it. I'm not saying it's not going to be worth oh, it. Oh, yeah. But uh, it is going to be a lot. So, like, all these people who want these top quarterbacks, just know it's going to happen. You're going to be like, dang, we just gave up A.J. Terrell. And, you know, it might even be A.J. Terrell, Kyle Pitts, and our first-round pick and a second pick or something. Because they might decide we'd rather have A.J. Terrell and Kyle Pitts versus some guy we have to develop because we want to win this year because we have to win this year. I'm probably getting fired. Yep. So it's it's going to be interesting to watch. It, it's The Bears are going to pretty much decide how this draft goes for us, I think, because it's – if they're willing to trade, I think we're probably the top team to trade up with them. Yeah. Uh, but if they're not willing to, then it's it's going to be hard. Yeah, and I mean, I, I see folks on Twitter all the time, and like, we got to trade up, we got to trade number one. That's like, okay, this is, what, this is what we have to give up. Oh no, hell no, I don't want. I'm like, well, dude, you're going to have to. Like, it, I mean, like, you're going to have to give up like something that you probably that you really like, you know, to get yeah. that, to that spot, you know. And uh, if, yeah, I mean, I I know you've you've probably you probably actually got it more into the film than I have at this point with the, with the college guys. I, I'm get I'll have to get there soon because we have to do our, our draft breakdowns relatively soon. Yeah. But, um, but I mean this this year with Caleb and, and Drake may being obviously the top two guys. It's like, I mean, if you're going to do it, this is probably the year you could afford to do it. And if you miss on it, you could, at least your fan base will understand. Like, okay, yeah. his, this is these guys' body of work. Like, I can understand why you took a shot at them because you know, and. Again, hit rate on quarterbacks is so low. We all know it. it's 25%, relatively speaking. Uh, that's even with first round guys. So, I mean, like, it's you just you don't know how it's going to translate. They got to get into a perfect system. And that's what makes it attractive, again, to a, even like a Ben Johnson to me, or it's like, hey, man, I get to go there. I get to pick my QB. I can possibly, you know, if they talk to him about moving up, I can pick one of these top guys. Even if it's Jaden Daniels, like, still a fucking stud, regardless. Yeah. So, like, I can pick my guy. I've got these offensive pieces already there with, you know, the line's pretty good. You know, I like you got a good setup for, especially an offensive guy to come here. So it makes total sense, man. Um, Ghost Peppers, what's cracking, man? Good to see you, dude. Uh, Demetrius said, even if we get in the top three to five, I'll take that over staying in number eight, at least top three to five, better chance of landing our franchise QB. Yeah. And do you think Daniels even makes it to eight? Uh, no, because again, I just, I don't think, because e even if you're not, uh, talking about us trading up, yeah, Tennessee yeah. right in front of us. Tennessee, I think I think Levis showed some good stuff uh, as a rookie, but mm -hmm. he's still a second round pick. You know, they could very well decide. You know what? We'll take Le we'll take Levis, keep him on the roster. We'll also grab Jaden Daniels at seven, uh, mm -hmm. and you know we'll have a QB competition. Whoever whoever plays better plays better. Yeah. Uh, but again, if the Bears don't trade Fields, then I think it's pretty much guaranteed to go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And at that point, the top three guys who, again, I want to reiterate, I think Jaden Daniels is a tier below Drake Mann and Caleb Williams, but he close. is very firmly yeah. a top 10 pick. I, I like him a lot. I, I don't think us trading up for him to three or four or one would, would be or more not going to trade up for him. If we trade up to one and we draft Jaden Daniels, I'll be like, all right, guys, we're overthinking oh, this a little bit. But absolutely, yeah. if, he falls to, if he falls to four or something and we trade up with Arizona, all for it. I, I think he's a very good talent. Yeah, 
I, I, I agree. LAJ, what's cracking, dude? Yeah. Millie says Joe Brady on that list. He has not been requested to my knowledge. Yeah, I've heard. Huh? Yeah, I would think so at some point. But uh, yeah, some this one I have yet to see Jim Harbaugh on any reported Falcons interview list. And that's one guy we haven't mentioned. Um, yeah. And I, I think Mike asked me if I, you know, honestly, I would, yeah, I'd be, I'd be down with Jim. Jim wins, man. He, he, he wherever he goes, he wins. He can run an offense. He's um, a weird guy, but I, I he's think a I'm weird dude, man. Like, yeah, I don't, I, well, whatever. I don't care. He, he'd be more yeah. entertaining. Bill would be so damn boring, dude. Like, I, yeah. like, I would be, I mean, watching the press conference and stuff like that, that, you know, we do for the show, I'd just be like, I want to see D led versus Belichick, though. That'd be oh, my high. God. That would be hysterical. <laughs> that would be awesome. That'd be worth it. Yeah, it'd definitely be worth it. Um, but I mean, we'll see. Well, Jim, I mean, Jim's going to have a lot of, Suitors as well, man. Like I know that uh, our buddies with Bolt Bros are talking about the Chargers. Obviously, they they'd love to have Jim out there on the West Coast, and maybe he wants LA. Who knows? I mean, I, I don't see him going back to Michigan. I think it's a perfect perfect way to end yeah. his career, Michigan, man. You out on top, um, you know, perfect way. Uh, LJ said, "Did you see the Falcons block? Yeah, they blocked this. Yep, they sure did. So that was a, that was a good call. So hopefully, some Bob could have Nielsen, but can we get Lamar Jackson and Shaving Clown? I mean. Doubt it. <laughs> yeah, I doubt it too. Uh, and uh, Liam said, basically, I was an exact copy of the Lions offense, and we had the chance to draft a stud. So be Herbert for Ben Johnson. It's pretty damn close to I me. Mean, two running backs, and you know, I mean, we need we definitely need speed. Guy, but, we need, I mean, I mean, speed yeah, we, we want to do the same things they do. They just did it better than us. Exactly. <laughs> but, exactly. We, we we need that. You know, we don't have an Amon St. St. Brown or anything like that. We've got to get. We've thought about it before. We've got to get more speed in our wide receiving core and. We only have one wide receiver under, under contract right now, and that's Drake London, like literally one guy under contract. So we've obviously got to build up that room, and that's going to probably come in the draft, and people will lose their minds and we probably draft one. <laughs> but, I mean, we got to, we got to, we got to add some more receivers for sure. Yeah. Um, Gabriel said, man, if we get Ben Johnson, Caleb Williams, we'd run this division the next decade. Dream, I would love man. it, dude. That is the dream for sure. Uh, Rose said, I like Ben Johnson. What if we can trade up and get a QB or get Justin Fields? So yeah, that's still to, a possibility. Good. To talk Justin Fields, man – I have been uh, – I don't want to loop, uh, link myself with the haters because I do like Justin Fields. I think he does a lot of fun stuff. But I haven't been a big fan of his fit on the Falcons. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought it made more sense when we still had Arthur Smith. And, you know, I think it was very easy to plug him into this offense because what does Justin Fields do well? He throws, he throws a good deep ball. He's a good runner. We saw that with Mariota. And then he's also really good at these kind of intermediate dig type routes. He can throw them with anticipation. Yep. Uh, he can get to some of his reads like that. Uh, but – with getting a new offensive coordinator, I don't know. Or I'm sorry, not new offensive coordinator is like potentially a head coach, right? If they're mm -hmm. making the decision, I don't think those guys are going to want to be like, I am pairing myself with Justin Fields. That right. said, I like him more now that I've kind of come to the conclusion. My honest opinion is I think Chicago is going to move on from Justin Fields, and that means quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. And that leaves the Falcons in the position where – you know, the top guys are Penix, who, you know, he has some real strengths, but I think he's a second-round talent. And then J.J. McCarthy, who also has some real strengths, and I think he's, like, almost a first-rounder based on some upside projection. But as far as his skill level, I think he's a second-rounder. So, mm -hmm. I mean, we really want to bet on another day-two guy. Yeah. I'm not personally opposed to it, but I think they're going to be like, we already tried this with Dez. Because, uh, to be honest, my, my grade for J.J. McCarthy and Dez are around similar levels where I think they're – Second round guys, but if you like them in the if you like them at the end of the first, I'm not going to begrudge you for it, uh, and I just don't think they're going to go that route again. So, with that in mind, Justin Fields become more appealing to me because he can be a good bridge quarterback. You know, you can do what the Packers did with with Jordan Love, where they 
you know, they, they extended his deal to be a two-year deal. So they had they didn't have to make a decision after one year. They kind of adjusted mm-hmm. his contract. Uh, and you could have Fields for two years to kind of gauge where he's at and, and potentially draft a, a day-two guy. Because if you draft, you know, if you do draft J.J. McCarthy in the second round and you have him behind uh, Fields, I don't think that's a bad quarterback room, you know, and I, I don't know what happened to Dez at that point. But much yeah. as I was a Dez fan, unfortunately, at the end of the, end of the day, the NFL is not fair sometimes. And, and it's what have you done for me lately? And the answer for Dez, unfortunately, is nothing good. So he, <laughs> yeah, like, <it> released. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, I mean, it's, it's yeah. There's no there's no time. He's he's, he's a yeah. good backup quarterback, and that's valuable for what he's. Because to be honest, we paid Taylor Heineke so much money, but I think oh, Dez. If if you want to argue Taylor Heineke is like slightly better than Dez, like okay, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and argue with you, but I think Dez was similar level or slightly better than Heineke, just still a backup quarterback, but he was Agreed. significantly tre- cheaper. Uh, oh yeah. If, yeah. if you want to look at it that way, uh, Taylor was a terrible value. Yeah. Terrible value. We overpaid him to, I mean, so overpaid him because yeah, yeah he wasn't. Or something, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, and that with on that same sense or on the same level, it's like, I, 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 I like Penix a lot too. I mean, uh, a lot of folks jumped off the bandwagon after the national championship game. They're like, Oh, this guy's not that good, which is the most overrated thing in the world is to, make a judgment on one game because these guys, no matter what position it is, I mean, AJ Terrell got cooked in the national championship game, uh, came back, it's been a damn good pro. Um, yeah. as I mean, it happens all the time. It's like, you, you know, and people make these, uh, I, I tweeted out. I mean, I remember when, uh, Michigan played Georgia and Hutchinson just got shut down. They're like, this guy's a fraud. Oh, no. He's terrible. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, and now you see what he is in the pros. Like, that's the dumbest thing ever. Like you can't judge it off one game. I mean, like it's, Guys are human. They're going to have bad games. They're going to they're going to get matchups that are bad for them. It's going to happen. Like it's just that's the, that's the sport. I mean, this is just going to happen. So yeah, I think Penix could be good. And I said on the on the honor show before, Steve. And the only thing that worries me is his blind side with McGarry covering it. That's yeah. the biggest. Yeah. Like I don't know, man. Uh, with him being a lefty, but um, yeah, I would prefer those top three guys. One of those top three guys is definitely my. And I don't. I'm not necessarily in any order. I mean, I I, I can see. It, any three being successful and what Chris yeah. said, I'd like to see how much uh, Daniels weighs. He definitely has to put on a few pounds. He's a skinny, skinny dude. And if he's going to run like he has uh, in at LSU, he's going to get lit the hell up uh, in the pros. You have to learn how to, to protect his body. But um, if it comes, like, I, yeah, I'm not too down on like two day, the second day guys, this, uh, if you're, if you're telling me, like you said, if you go, if you're telling me you're good, you go get a rush, you get a vet and then you draft a second day guy. I'm, Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I'm, I'm more on board for that, but I would just love to get one of those guys if possible. Yeah. Jones Bell said one thing I think that gets underrated is when the, who is who the head coach that can build out the best coaching staff, position coaches, coordinators, ability to replace them and make yeah. them better as under hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, cause it, you know, the bottom line is as Dan Campbell's finding out this year, if you have a successful team and a good offense, a good defense, those guys are going to go like, you're going to, you're going to have to replace them. You know, it's going to be quick. Um, so yeah, that's hundred percent true. Go said we have some really good options to go around now. We just have to make the right house. Nice right... call. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Get our head coach before <laughs> someone else does. Yeah, you ain't kidding, man. Jeremy, what's up, dude? He said if any of the top DNs make it a frenzy, got to snag one or two of them and draft a QB. I would do like we said, I would love a Brian Burns, a Josh Allen. Uh yeah, man. Bring those one of those guys here would be fantastic because we, we gotta have that alpha edge rusher, man. We haven't had one in so long. Um and uh Jeremy, so I think Ben Johnson should be the front runner and Morris could be a dark horse. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. And we may have to fight uh, Carolina for Ben Johnson because they seem to be all in on it. I wouldn't either if I was him. I thought that's what Mike and I said. We're like, dude, why would you? I mean, like, you have a good defense there. 
They're tied right. to Bryce Young. And while I think Bryce Young can bounce back and still be good, yeah. by all accounts, he was not good this year. No. Uh, and you have no draft picks. You have no weapons. Your offensive line isn't that good. Your defense isn't that good. It's just if you are an offensive coordinator being like, this is my first head coaching job, I, I think Carolina is probably the worst opening this year. Like 100%. Yeah, I mean, you've got a good defense, and some of those guys may be leaving, so that's not even going to be a guarantee yeah. next year. So it's like, I mean, no, nah, dude, you have to pay me out the ass to even uh, have that yeah. conversation. So uh, hopefully so. What about Saban? <laughs> Man, I think Saban's done, buddy. I don't he's think he's – he's tried the NFL. I don't think he's coming back. Um, but that would be uh, – that'd be interesting. But I don't think he, he's – I think he's done, done. Uh, I think him, Miss Terry, is going to be enjoying time on the lake. And actually, you know what? He could, He might end up on, like, college game day or something. Yeah, I, I can see him having a lot of fun there. Uh, he's actually a funny guy. Like, if you ever like, he's got a personality to him. Like, you know, he's he's yeah, he has he's, radio cast. There was one, I think it was after one of the early games, maybe their game against South Florida, where he was on there, and you know, he he was really funny on there. I, I like Saban as a personality. Yeah. I don't have a college football reading interest, so he hasn't scarred me personally. I don't care. <laughs> right. He's just a yeah. head coach. Uh, I, I think he'd do a lot of good as like a media personality. Yeah, exactly. And Jeremy saying, if yeah, if we couldn't trade the number one, where the cards are. Yeah, exactly. Um, go said, so gotta say, uh, they're requesting way too many interviews to be in on Bill Belichick. Going to be interesting. Yeah, to me, I mean, I think they're just covering all the bases. They 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 don't want to get left at the altar. What well, they they tried. What well, they they wanted Joe Gibbs. That was a no. They wanted Bill Parcells. That was a no. End up having to settle. Now end up having to settle for Mike Smith at one of those times, which has ended up being the best, hell, the most winningest coach we've ever had. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah, I didn't. yeah. Hopefully, I knew you were joking about Baltimore. You're just talking. Chris, I just took to look to trade up to the fourth and all that way to one to one. Yeah, if that's yeah. ideal, but that requires a quarterback to fall, or else who's exactly. trading up for? Because if, if it goes quarterback, 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 you're trading up for JJ McCarthy, which no, not not for that. <laughs> like Millie Mills, you think you, Stephen? You think the Commanders are going to give Hal a shot again? No, you know, I, I feel like it's funny because. Because they also rolled with Howell, and I, I think Howell showed a lot of stuff. But I also I would not bet on him overcoming his tendency to to eat sacks. And also, you know, he had some games with some pretty bad uh, decision making. Now I think he has a lot of upside as a kind of a backup guy. And you know, maybe if he gets another starter spot, uh, he shows more. But if if you're in the top three and you're like, we have Sam Howell, or we have Drake May, <laughs> it yeah. shouldn't be that hard decision. The Falcons last year were different with Dez, I feel like, because we would have had to trade up for one of these guys. Like, they didn't fall to us. But if they had fallen to us, I was of the opinion, as someone who was high on Dez, I was like, you can't, you know, you can't not consider these guys. Like, these guys are really good prospects. Like, you got mm-hmm. to consider stuff. So, it's basically, they're in the same position we were. We're like, you know, Howell showed some stuff, but opposed to being pick eight, they're pick three in a quarterback class with three top guys. So, I just, I don't think it's likely they they, they, uh, they pass on a quarterback. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. Jerry said, "If we can't get, if we can get a Don and Mitchell in the second, and don't trade, that will help our uh, yeah, yeah, big big time." There's there's some good receivers coming out this year, obviously. So I mean, we'll be, and you know, uh, the biggest uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. just declared uh, today, which you all kind of figured he would. Um, but that's that's an option for the Bears. They could keep Justin, draft Marvin Harrison, maybe move down, trade down, you know, possibly with yeah. us, you know, um, yeah. or whatever, and. Even, who knows how long Harrison will be there, but man, it could be, yeah. you know, yeah. Can you hear my dog going crazy? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If y'all don't know, if y'all don't know, I have a puppy, he's 11 weeks old and he's, um, he's fucking crazy when, uh, when he's awake, he's either, he's either asleep or he's crazy. He's one of the two. Um, 
Lee Mills says if we can't move up number one or up and one of the top QBs and the next best options, Bo Nix, especially if we can can't trade for Fields or Cousins. Bo Nix, buddy, what do you what do you say of Bo Nix? So I actually so talking to quarterbacks as a whole before I get into Bo Nix particular. I think this is a really good day two class for quarterbacks. Uh Bo Nix, he does a lot of stuff well. My issues with him come to the fact that the Oregon offense is so catered to his strengths, which is a sign of good coaching, right? Absolutely. But in terms of evaluating them for an NFL angle, uh, when you basically only run what a guy's good at and you you prop him up with so many screen plays, so many yards after catch plays, like his completion percentage, he's very accurate in the short to intermediate range. Um, but he's also propped up a little bit by just how many, how many screens they run and, and how good uh, their offenses run. The other stuff that kind of worries me is when he's presented with pressure, he does some fun stuff, but among that fun stuff, he does some crazy stuff that ends up usually results in like a turnover or pressure. The other thing is, you know, poor play against pressure isn't always just taking a sack or, mm. or throwing an interception. Poor play against pressure can be perceiving pressure that's not there. And then what should it be a clean rep of you just ripping a, you know, a dig route turns into you rolling outside the pocket and trying to create something out of nothing, which at the college level you can do more easily. NFL defenses are just more talented. And Bo Nix, while he's a very functional athlete, he can run, uh, he can create outside the pocket to to a good enough level that I'd say, hey, he can do this in the NFL to an extent. Mm -hmm. uh, he's also a good enough arm. I don't think he's a great arm. I think he's you know he's fine. Like he he can make every throw, but he's not going to wow you like Herbert does or like CJ's done. So he's he's one of these quarterbacks that I look at him as a whole. And to really buy into him, I have to say, I don't think the Oregon offense has hampered his ability to process, to learn an offense, or hasn't done anything to really hide him and his his weaknesses. I also have mm. to believe that he's going to overcome his tendency to perceive pressure that's not there and his tendency to try to create versus pressure that can be good and bad. Like he's he's had some really good good moments doing that, but it's not always good. And then the third thing is he's one of those all arounders where he's B tier and everything. I think he has a B tier arm. He's I, I'll give him, he's pretty accurate short to intermediate, but long deep accuracy. I don't think it's quite great enough. He overthrows some guys. He underthrows some guys. Mm -hmm. So just one of those guys kind of like Tua where he's all B tier, but at least Tua had really good anticipation and was right. in an offense that asked a little bit more of him. Quick um, ass release. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. So yeah. if, if you're into Bo Nix, I get it. You like his short to intermediate accuracy. You like that. He can do all this different stuff. I think he's, you know, a pretty good, you know, college quarterback. I just question his ability to overcome some of those, you know, pitfalls, especially because learning the offense in the NFL is so hard. Even a guy like, you know, Dez and all these other guys who are in these more pro style offenses struggle with it. It's just, it's just hard. So if you like Bo Nix, man, I'm not going to tell you to, to come off of him, but he's not my cup of tea. I probably have him like, you know, QB six or seven or something right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, with you on that. And Millie said, grab Russ and bring Cam Ward in. I'm all for it. And Cam Ward's pretty fun. Cam Ward is fun. Yeah. And I mean, I did see he was he transferring as a the sellers of he, he was rumored to go to transfer portal, and then I think he declared for the draft. Okay. Did oh, he did declare? Okay. All right. Yeah, exactly. he, he was rumored transfer portal and then he decided to declare, which I think is a good move for him. Yeah. Um people love to say, just go back to college for a year, you'll get better. You don't yeah. always get better. And then guess what happens if you're not better? You're a year older. There's more tape on you that said you did get better. Exactly. So it can really change your draft grade. So I, yeah, I think yeah. it's a good decision for him. Yeah. So uh, do you have a – if you're picking it you and you got Caleb on the board and you got Drake, is there – who are you picking and, and, and why? 
Man, it is a tough one. I don't blame anybody who has Drake May above Caleb Williams. I personally have Caleb Williams one. I think the ability he has to create is something that you just can't coach. And I know it seems at times that he can't play in structure. I'm telling you, he can play in structure. But that offense had a lot of weaknesses this year. And I think he fell into the bad habit of always trying to create. But if you look at his total body of work, it's hard to look at him and be like, someone's better than this guy. Do I think he's generational? I don't like that term, so no. But I do think he's probably one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen since Trevor Lawrence. Um, just what he's able to do with his arm angles, which when we talk about problem solving oh, at the NFL level, you know, if, if you have a rusher in your face, you know, batted balls, we hate those. They result in picks sometimes. Caleb Williams has the ability to throw off platform with absolute accuracy, absolute ease. He has a sort of vision that tells me he's going to read the, the, the field very well at the next level because – I'm sorry if you're rolling right and you see someone out of the corner of your eye and you're able to consistently do that, or not even that, you know, you can just be rolling out and you can tell the corners coming up to you the moment he decides to do it and you throw a little loft ball uh, over the top. And, you know, that's, that results in a 40 yard gain. These are just the sort of feel things that when people say some people just got it, mm-hmm. that's what Caleb Williams, he just has it. He just has it. Um, so I personally have him number one. I understand people who like Drake May, you know, I'm sure I'll talk about him next, but. Uh, I think Caleb Williams is, is the top guy. I don't know how much you've seen, but I, you know, I started breaking into a couple games of all 22 for these guys. And, you know, I think people tend to overreact to singular plays mm-hmm. and, you know, Caleb Williams does have some ugly interceptions on the year. Uh, I think a lot of, I think there was a Utah game in particular. wasn't very pretty, but again, this is a guy who's been hyped as the guy since he's hit the college football field. And I think when guys do that, you get this prospect fatigue where, well, we've been talking about Caleb for three years, but Jaden Daniels this year has done mm-hmm. so much awesome stuff. Like he has to be up there with them. It's like, no, man, if you look at this two year stretch, it's Caleb Williams and then everybody else. So I, I think he's by, by far, actually, I hate that term. I hate when it's close and people say it's not even close. It is close. I think Drake May is amazing, but I would personally go uh, Caleb Williams. Any like uh, deficiency that kind of stands out that would, that would worry you? Again, it's, it's the same thing that you always kind of have to ask for some of these college guys who do so much creation. You know, it happened to Lamar. It happened to Fields. It's going to happen to Caleb. It's At the end of the day, you do have to wonder, even if you like him and you think it's going to translate, is it going to translate? Is he going to be able to stay in the pocket a little bit more and work in structure more? Or is his instinct to create going to overpower him? And then at that point, you know, that's kind of the issue with Russell Wilson right now. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson has always been more of an out-of-structure creation guy. Uh, but now he's not doing it as well as he used to. But beforehand, he could just get away with doing that. So is is the question, is Caleb Williams going to fall into this bad habit where he can't operate from the pocket and he's always trying to create? And is he going to be able to do that consistently? Is he going to result in turnovers? Is he going to get, you know, phantom pressure where he's always bailing from clean pockets? And those are very real concerns, uh, but they're concerns with everybody, man. Like you always have to wonder how are these guys going to translate? Even quarterbacks who we all determine – hey, this guy makes good decisions. Like sometimes they go to the NFL and guess what? In, in college, court, you know, safeties don't rotate. They don't play, you know, this this kind of match quarters coverage sometimes. Like the, the NFL game is just so complicated and you see so much different stuff that there's no way to know how some of these guys are going to translate. The best we're doing is guessing. And I think Caleb Williams is a pretty, pretty damn good guess. So... Yeah, I mean, that's what we know. I said on the last show. It's like you just kind of have to bet on the traits, man. You're betting on you know, high end traits that these guys have. And there's, I mean, he has some of the highest in that we've seen, like you said, in a while, I mean, everything yeah. he can do with the ball and, and the few things I've read and like, you know, I've seen, 
I've seen a handful of USC games. You don't see a ton of them out here. You know, you yeah. see whatever's on, you know, whatever's on, uh, you know, if they have any primetime games and stuff like that. But um, I've read several things that, that some scouts may be worried about his emotional maturity. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that makes a, diff- a, big, a big difference to them. Too. You know, yeah, he's had a few issues, you know, here or there that, you know, you may make you think that. But, I mean, I think they're going to uh, – if if he goes to the combine, even if he doesn't, he's gonna have team interviews. Now they they're going to like drill him <laughs> on yeah. everything, regardless. Because we know how those go. With, with in, in general, they they ask you everything, and they probably just ask you stuff they shouldn't even ask you in some of those interviews. Yeah. So, um, but uh, all right. So yeah, it's right. So Drake May, what's what, what's the biggest difference? So for Drake May, I I don't want people to think he doesn't create because when you initially watch Drake May, most of his best plays come from the pocket. But as you break more into this film, man, I, I don't know how to describe it, but he kind of plays like current Josh Allen to me at times where he's, you know, he's a big dude. And I, I think he's what, 6'4", 235 or something, something around there. Yeah. He's able to use his body to just, you know, he's not like Jaden Daniels who's going to make a guy miss, but he'll just run into him and he kind of uses his body as a, as a battering ram and he has the frame to back it up. Uh, I think he has a sort of arm talent that really separates him from other prospects in terms of, you know, if, if Caleb Williams has, you know, the arm angles, I think Drake May has like the arm strength and just the kind of finesse uh, touch and, and ability to really throw fastballs that, you know, Williams can do it too, but like Drake May's arm is just extremely obviously good. Uh, six, but like six, I said, five, two, six, five, two, 29. Yeah. So big dude, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I think he is such a good quarterback. His play versus pressure he can create and do a lot of good stuff. The only thing that I do think he does get into trouble with is he has that tendency to drift in the pocket and sometimes he drifts to the wrong lane and then he's, he's creating pressure for himself essentially. So that's one of those things that could get him in trouble in the NFL, but also even when he does that, he's still making good throws and making all these plays. So Drake may, I I don't even know what to really call his weakness. Same way. I don't really think Williams has like an obvious weakness. I think they are such both such well-rounded quarterbacks. They're just kind of different flavors. If you mm-hmm. want a more pocket-oriented but still able to create and do all these things, uh, quarterback, you're probably going to like May. If you want someone who's, you know, you're trying to tra- chase that Mahomes dream, then right. you're probably like, you know, obviously Mahomes is very good from the pocket. Uh, but when you think of Patrick Mahomes, what do you think of? You think of him rolling out, making guys make all these adjustments. All his, all his magic uh, plays. Yeah. So Drake May, again, I, I think he – so someone said he's he's a mixture of like Josh Allen's build and like Justin Herbert's arm, and I was like, you know what? I can see That's that. Like, obviously, it doesn't mean he's going to be as good as those guys, but like you know, I, I he plays like Josh Allen, where he's where he has some of these these fun movements where he just shakes guys off and he and he runs into guys and he lowers his shoulder mm-hmm. and his arm. He gets some of those throws that just you watch that and you're like, that is not a throw most quarterbacks can make. So. Both really good talents, top two guys in the class, and I, I don't think there's a guy who could break in there. Uh, I like Daniels, but I, I just don't think any team is going to look at him and decide he's he's better as a prospect than Williams or, or May. So if we could get either May or Williams and trade up to one, I don't really care. I have my small preference in Williams, but I'm not going to – if we go Drake May, I 100% get it because that guy is a very, very special talent. Yeah, I'd be good either way too. And if, if anybody if anybody is a height guy, uh, Caleb is six foot one and two sixteen as of the last thing. So um, basically, me. He's got about five six pounds on me, but I'm I'm six foot one. So basically, me. Um, just they have a lot better arm and can move. Where did it go wrong? I, can. Yeah. <laughs> I 
I still probably moved decently, but not probably not as well as he can. Um, but uh, yeah, when I was, I was going to get uh, Ghost said, "What do y'all think? Or what y'all thoughts on the Eagles OC Brian Johnson as head coach?" So Every I like Brian. I know does not like him so exactly. I so I liked Brian a lot earlier in the year when things are going well. Things have not been going well for the Eagles, yeah. and their offense has been a lot of it. Um, and I don't know. And yeah, every Eagles fans do are not a huge fan now. And I don't know what happened with the offense. I don't know if it's more him, more Jalen, or what what's going on up there. Uh, I don't care. I don't like the Eagles, so <laughs> it's not that's their problem, not ours. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. All, I got all, you. When they when the Carolina announced they were interviewing, and they were like, "Please, <laughs> please yeah, right, take. yeah." Um, really, said anybody in here torn between Jared Verse and one of these QBs? Um, I think you. Got to if you have an opportunity to get one of those top three QBs, I think you got to, uh, and then try to add a pass rusher and, and free agency. I just think you, because I mean, if you don't have a QB, you know how you don't have it. You just like in today's game, especially like you've got to have, like, as we've seen, you got to have the QB. Um, and I've never, I've never been a big guy for trading up and giving away picks. So I think you know that's just that's a huge, huge risk. I mean, it worked with Julio, obviously. Um, yeah. You know, we had an insane talent here. Should have won a Super Bowl with it, um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, like I said, if you do it this year for one of those guys, I'm totally on board because I, I can understand why you want to do it, you know, and if you get burned, you get burned, but you know, that's, that's just, you have to do it. Um, Jerry said, I'll be torn if we don't get to one of the top free agents. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and free agency, you know, that's a great thing. Free agency is hits before the draft. So, I mean, we'll have an opportunity to kind of see what the roster looks like going into the draft. Um, Yes, it probably has to be QB. I think so too. And this is crazy. The year we're in prime position for a top DN freak to land us staying in foot. We we need a damn QB. I know, dude. That's where we didn't want to end up. We 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 were praying like hell that Dez is going to be the guy, and we would we we could just build around him and go get all these studs everywhere else. And we got a cheap quarterback for however long. That was the dream, man. And it got fucking shattered this year. <laughs> I mean, like, what I woke damn... up and I said, yeah, that was a dream. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, like, both of us, I mean, like, you know, I mean, Stephen was high on, on Dez earlier this, before the season. I was, too. I, you know, I, uh, you know, again, we were all betting on what Art told us. was like, hey, we got all the, look at these guys. Look at the, all these talent that we have around them. And then it was just like. I feel like never... I'd be remiss coming back on here as, as one of the guys who maybe sold some listeners on Des uh, to not talk about where I think it went wrong with him. Just <laughs> there you go. real yeah, quick, man. Like, it sucked because I think he started the season. You know, I, I thought his Carolina game, you know, hit the first game of the season. I remember I, I was kind of like, huh. He wasn't thrown with anticipation. He wasn't doing some of these signs. I was like, this is kind of weird. This wasn't what I expected. And he showed, you know, we, we won though. So I was like, all right, whatever. If we're winning and he's learning, it's fine. Uh, Packers game, you know, you know, he's got that clutch gene in him. So you, you deal with it, but I don't think he played very well that game. And then we kind of hit a slide and then, you know, he, he got me out with the Jags game and the Houston game happened. I was like, this is what I envisioned. Yeah. Like, not Same. always that great, but like around this, mm -hmm. but I, I think what's important as we, you know, you're going to form opinions about these quarterbacks coming up is like, as they show you who they are in the NFL, believe them. Cause I was high on Des, but I'm sure you saw it over time. Like I slowly kind of went yeah, down. Yeah. That's how you should be. Like you shouldn't get mm -hmm. stuck up on these guys. And now I'm not going to pretend I didn't believe in Des. Some people were out on Des by you know week three. And you oh, know some what? never some never were never in. Yeah, I guess they were right. But but you yeah. know if you believe in a guy, you can keep believing on them. But eventually the the pile of what they've done poorly versus what they've done well just it it gets unbalanced. And by the end of the year, you know really week. 
the second Bucks game is what really had me like, I'm done with like, I'm sorry, Des. Like, I liked you. I thought you showed some fun stuff, you know, and and I I think he did. You know, some of his mm-hmm. bad games that people called bad, I thought he played played better than they thought. And then some of his good games, you know, most of the ones, you know, that you know, maybe he had some pick drops and it didn't look as bad stat line wise. And you know, people love stats. I'm not really a stat guy, so I never quote him. Uh, but some of his his good games I thought were bad. And then the second Bucks game came, and I really expected him to follow up on his performance in the first Bucks game which was good, except the fumbles. Obviously, you know, I get it. Hey, he fumbled, so it technically wasn't good because he fumbled three times. Yes, I get it. But in terms of passing the ball, he was doing what I expected him to do. Second Bucks game came around. He wasn't good. And at that point, I was like, I'm sorry, Des. Like, you just haven't developed. I think he he struggled to read leverage at time. I think his decision-making, maybe it's the pressure. I don't know. I think his decision-making got worse after it got better, which is the weird part. It started terrible. Right. He had a stretch of like three games that was pretty good and then went back to yeah. being terrible. Yeah. So I think weird. that he like, yeah. better, you know, with the scheme, you know, but also if there was, if he was going to succeed, this offense asked him to do a lot of stuff that I thought he was going to be good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just wasn't, and you know, if you've been an NFL fan for a long time, every single person has someone they were hired on that just didn't succeed. And, you know, you own it, but it's also, hey, like, that's the league, man. I've, I've seen better quarterback prospects who I were higher on fail. I've seen worse guys succeed, and I've seen guys I like do well. So, you know, I just wanted to get that out there because I know I was the Des guy, and, you know, it definitely was disappointing because I I really thought he, he would succeed. But it was also fun watching him and kind of holding out that hope and, you know, some of the good games that he had, some of the moments he had. I, I think he will carve himself out a backup role. Uh, I think he will be our backup, to be honest with you, because I think he's a fine backup. Might as well uh, cheap. Just tough season, man. Tough season. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I agree. Because, like I said, I was in the same boat as you. And I, uh, as the weeks went on, like he, like you're right, he progressed, and then he like it was just kind of like flatline for a second. Then he went down again, and I was like, whoa, what the hell? Because he was actually, I thought when he got benched, um, you know, like it was. I, I mean, I, I didn't think he. Oh, that whole first half of the Tennessee game was not necessarily on him. Yeah. I mean, like this, it was a fumbled snap that was bad, but it was that the entire offense was bad that first half. So I thought that was just kind of a weird thing. And then they used the concussion deal as the the reasoning or whatever. And it, it could have been legit. You know, I, don't, I don't know, but it seemed very very convenient. <laughs> but um, that he was cleared and he stayed stayed out. But um, no, regardless, man, it was just a uh, yeah. You could just tell over the weeks like this isn't working. And yeah, and both you and I both uh, watched all twenty two, and obviously I did some, you know the videos on him and. Um, yeah, the scheme didn't help him any in certain areas. The the personnel didn't help him in certain areas. I mean, like we like you said, we don't we don't have some of the speed that we need, you know, to create space, uh, you know, in in some of those route formations that we had. And it was just it was there every every week you saw it. So it was like, you know, he 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 did some fun things, like you said. It was just not consistent enough. And then like the decision making got bad. And then if you turn the ball over, there's nothing you can do. It's just like it's going to, you know, that's. I think it was crazy. I think it was 12 TDs, 12 interceptions, and 12 fumbles. I think that was yeah. the final line, which is insane. Which is- it, it sucks because again, it always feels dumb to say, but like in between his like horrendously bad turnovers, he was pretty good. Dude, there would be there there be there be yeah, yeah, there'd be drives. You're like, shit, that's awesome. Like that's if you be that guy, the next the very next job, he's like throwing it directly into the hands of somebody. I'm like, dude, but yeah, it was I feel bad for him. I hope he yeah, I feel relatively bad for him. He's still making a bunch of money in the sure. NFL. That's more than a lot of people can say, right? Right. Uh, but it does have to suck, man. You know, not succeeding, but it is what it is. Tough league to win in. And you know, there's nothing to feel too bad about. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks haven't made it, so yep. Yeah. Agreed. 
Oblivion, what's up, buddy? He said, uh, get Burns and draft QB. I'm all about it. Uh, you about find it. a way to get Burns down here. I'm all about it. So what we all love in Ritter, he's our QB1 after Big Low. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I missed the years. Big Low was our QB1. We were unstoppable. Uh, I love Low, man. Um yeah, set when low and his hamstring is going to go again, though, man. He can't trust that hamstring now after either he ran that 40 in the preseason. He can't do that again. Yeah, we all talked, we, we talked about all getting out there running 40s and see what happened. And I'm like, man, it's gonna be an Achilles pop, there's gonna be an A, there's gonna be a hamstring go, there's gonna be all kinds of be uh, hobbling back to everything, man. Gabriel said, when does the free agency officially start? I believe in early March, like March. That sounds right. I, I feel like I mean, it starts in March. Yeah, it sounds right. Um, I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, that's, that's right around there. Um, See. There's there's some interesting choice to have to make a free agent. I'm not a big fan of the free agency quarterback route. March 13th. Uh, March 13th. Yeah, yep. free agency should be fun. It's always fun. I just I personally hope we don't go the the Kirk or the Russell Wilson route. Uh, yeah, I'd prefer not to. Uh, you know, I'm. Yeah, me too. And and lastly, before we uh, be done, man, we you mentioned Daniels briefly. Um, what what kind of separates Daniels from the top two that you've that you've so, seen so far? The, the thing with Daniels, unfortunately for him, is his build. I, I don't factor it into my eval of him, but it is going to get factored. Like, he is very light, uh, and he his, his frame is very, very light. And, and his style of running invites contact, which is more the bigger issue. Because if he, if he was more like Lamar, to Lamar's credit, he's very good at avoiding hits while still getting, like, the maximum value he can out of runs. Jaden uh, Daniels doesn't do that quite as well. The other thing that I think holds him back a little bit is he is a very functional passer. I don't want anybody to misconstrue it because, you know, and I'm not to get crazy, but this happens with every fucking black quarterback out there that's athletic. They're like, this guy can't go through reads or process. Jaden yeah, Daniels so can go through reads. He can process. If you turn on his all 22, he does it consistently week to week. And now maybe someone's going to throw me a clip of him mid- Going going one read too fast on a mesh concept, like, well, we missed this open guy. That happens. People like to pretend that like Patrick Mahomes has never missed an open throw. It, yeah. it happens Crazy. consistently to everyone. Mm-hmm. What matters is if you turn on the film, do you consistently see him going one, two, backside dig, throw? Yes, it happens. It happens, you know, every game. He does it all the time. He he has functional processing, and he as a passer, he's a very functional passer. I don't think he's great which is kind of what holds him back from the top tier. Because obviously if he was a great passer, then like, all right, why is he not the top guy? Because at that point, you know, you had this electric rushing ability that I don't think we've seen really replicated uh, in, in a long time. I think he is an absolutely phenomenal rusher. Uh, his acceleration ability is awesome. He's good in the pocket. And that goes beyond just being like able to pass from the pocket. Like he can make passes from the, from the pocket, but he also knows when to really decisively take off and run. And that's important for a guy like him who's leaning on his athleticism when he gets drafted because as he develops as a passer more, you know, and this is something Lamar did where Lamar came into the league, you know, he was a functional passer, but he wasn't a great passer that he is now. But now he is a great passer and he's still the same athlete. There's going to be kind of similar, similar kind of career direction for him you're hoping for. But just the big stuff for me is like, yes, he does occasionally, you know, miss a rebel. He still has functional process and he does count sometimes miss. The other thing is, I don't think his arm angles are as impressive as May or or Williams, for example. Uh, I think he can do it, and I think his creation ability is very, very good. It's just in a different way because he creates via running versus you know going for the big pass. Not that he never does it; he does he does go for the big pass, and, and he's he's good at it. 
His downfield throwing is a lot like Lamar, where I think he's very accurate, especially outside the numbers. And he also, you know, he throws middle of the field. That's not a huge concern I have with him like I have with some of these other, you know, day two guys. Like, can they can they throw everywhere on the field? I think Daniels can. Uh, so really good prospect. I think just the only thing that holds him back from the top tier is while his arm talent is good, I don't think he's in the same caliber as May and Williams. Uh, his rushing ability is better than both, obviously. Um, and then the other thing is just as a passer, he's just, he's good enough. He's not great. Like I would say Williams and May are, and obviously Williams may can still do some rushing too. So that's kind of what gives them the edge, but Jaden Daniels, I guess you could kind of compare it to the, to the Bryce CJ Richardson. Obviously Richardson had more like athleticism and build stuff. Um, but I, I think it was kind of similar where he does a lot of stuff in the pocket. Well, like Richardson did, he's, he's way more accurate than Richardson, but in terms of like his main upside is what he can turn into versus I think with Williams in May day one, you're getting someone who can run your offense and run every offense and do it very well. Where with Daniels, you know, he's asking it kind of, brought up a little bit to speed on, on some of the more advanced passing concepts. Again, I've seen him run mesh. I've seen him run these, these backside digs. He can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the higher level pocket management because he does like to take off and run. And that's great when it works, but the NFL level, you know, coaches scheming on it. That sometimes is what happens to Justin Fields, right? Justin Fields can do all this stuff too, but his instincts when pressured is sometimes try to buy time and try to take these rushing lanes. And sometimes it doesn't work out. So yeah, Great prospect. Just a little bit below the other two guys. That's not – there's way worse positions to be than a worse quarterback process than Drake May and Caleb Williams because, unfortunately, after Daniels, I do think there's a really big drop-off. Like, I think he's he's very much better than the next guy, which for me is, you know, I guess McCarthy, but, you know, it's not like a ringing endorsement of McCarthy. It's just, you know, he's kind of the next guy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 man, I'd be excited. Yeah, when we uh, – when, when I looked at, like – Mike has asked me about McCarthy and somebody else asked me about McCarthy. And like, when I, like, when you said, like, I, I kind of saw Desmond and McCarthy too. Like, I was like, mm, this is kind of, I kind of see Des here. Like, so like, I don't necessarily want that again. You know, like, I mean, maybe, maybe there's I mean, a better upside. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I, mean, maybe, I don't want to I mean, do this exact bet again. Right. Exactly. Like I've, I've already lost, I already, you know, lost bad on this yeah. one. Like I don't want to just go all in and lose again. So, um, yeah, not not too high. I mean, like I said, I, I and we won't even have to even have to, to get much into McCarthy really. But, um, but yeah, Penix does the does the injuries. We'll, we'll do we'll do Penix real quickly. Does the injuries bother you more than anything else with Penix, or is nah, there something else? Penix doesn't. His injuries. I, I've always put it this way, man. Like if a quarterback's going to fail due to injuries, whatever. Like mm-hmm. I can't really control that. So a lot of it is just luck. Like does he ever take the just the right hit that's going to injure him? I do yeah. think it is slightly a concern because he was kind of hobbly after the, the championship game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a question mark that is going to naturally mark him down. But most of my questions with him are how does he respond to pressure at the next level, which, you know, to his credit in the Texans games, he did exactly what was asked for him, which is why you saw a bunch of people who've never watched Penix be like, this guy's going him. to the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, and then sure. the next game happened, which I think you saw almost the opposite happen where it was more of like the worst version of him where like what he does poorly, he did poorly. It wasn't like what he does poorly. Usually he did. Okay. at No, he, he, he played. If you're a Penix detractor, you just point to that game and you say, watch the tape. That's what I don't like about him. And it is accurate. The question is always, well, how is he going to adjust the next level? Because I remember I had not to the same extent, but similar questions about CJ Stroud. And obviously CJ Stroud's freaking phenomenal. And, Mm -hmm. and, 
obviously I still had Stroud as like a top five, you know, prospect and in, in, right. in the whole draft, but you can still have questions about these guys. So Penix, he reminds me a little bit of Jared Goff, if I'm honest. Uh, I think he's like Geno Smith. Jared Goff is kind of my comparison for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he plays a little bit better anticipation than, than college Geno did. But, you know, I, I, I think he has a solid chance to succeed. I just wouldn't bet on it, so to speak. But for like QB5 is pretty much where I have him right now, you know, behind McCarthy. And the mm-hmm. whole reason I have McCarthy above him is just because McCarthy's younger and has a better athletic profile. And that's, you know, his arm – uh, is strong. He only throws one ball real fast. Just to touch on McCarthy. My yeah. manager McCarthy is he only throws the drive through. He does right. not have help in his arsenal. Like he just no. he just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're hoping he develops that potentially, or he just is able to succeed without it. But that's kind of that's kind of it for the top five guys. I do have to you know plug one guy who I kind of like more than everybody else right now, Spencer Rattler. I know, judge me all you want, but that South Carolina offense was god awful. No one could pass protect. None of his weapons could win. When his weapons did win, they dropped balls. Uh, and, you know, I think there's valid criticisms of the Rattler, mostly that when he, kind of like we were talking about with Caleb, where, like, he tries to create, except mm-hmm. Caleb's really good at it, and and Rattler is sometimes not so great at it. He can still create, but it's just he has these moments where his mind is either in playmaking mode and he makes dumb decisions. And the question there with his eval is, okay, do I think this is because he's always under pressure and his offense sucks, so he always feels like he has to make the big play? Right. Or is he going to do this in the in the NFL where it's just not going to be sustainable? But I'm not going to go too deep into Rattler, but as we get closer to the draft season, especially due to just his arm and, you know, he, he has had success. Obviously, you know, he, he got unseated by Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. but he's kind of had a career arc that you can look at and say, well, he's shown high-level play most places he goes. Uh, do I think he's going to go day two? I don't really know. But if he lights up the senior bowl and he, he lights up the combine, he's definitely one of those guys who could shoot up the board. But those are kind of all the real guys that I think have a have a good chance to succeed. Rattler is Desmond Ritter <laughs> 2.0, man. They don't play the same at all. They they don't look the same at all. But No, they're different QBs. But yeah. yeah, I mean, like you said, you have to look at what's around them, you know, and yeah, that they didn't have shit around them. And somebody asked on the last show, I think, you know, what about him? Like, you go with him with, you know, high upside. And I'm like, oh, he probably does because, again, what's been surrounded with him has been kind of terrible. But uh, yeah, we have to wait and see. Arnie says, seriously, being on me and Flores know their interview is strictly protocol. We'll waste my time with McKay. I don't think either one of those guys have been requested yet um, that I know yeah. of. I mean, it could have in the last few minutes. I don't know. It should happen I mean, so yeah. fast. I don't even know. But, it's been um, crazy. Anything could have happened in the past hour. Yeah, man. Ghost of Judah, what's up, buddy? He said, how much are you willing to give up for our QB? I think you guys will be desperate and give up multiple picks. Plus, he's homegrown Georgia boy, I'm sure. We'll fleece you well. Uh, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know Wait, if we're, we're maybe more. We're going to give up a lot for fields? Is, am I understanding this right? I think that's, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't, right, know. I, don't, I don't know that we would give up that much for fields to be honest i mean like over like over really enough i mean i think now if we're talking about trading for a first round pick then you're going to get a lot yeah. i think at that point but um i don't know it depends like, like i said i don't know if you were here before but if arthur was still here maybe we're having a different discussion because maybe he's like damn man, yeah i think justin could win our could go get it do it depends on the next coach though the next coach may be like no i'm not justin's not it you know so if we were in a different position maybe so but who knows man um, hey, Justin, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'm Hi. sure. <laughs> Enjoy the show. I hey, appreciate you, man. Um, 
yeah, I don't, who knows, man? Like, I, I have absolutely no clue, and we won't have any clue until the head coach is, is it's gonna be a long off season, here. man. It sure is, man. So just buckle in, man, or just get 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 completely uh, comfortable because it's gonna be a little bit of time before we know and understand like who it's gonna be. Um, he said he auditioned. Oh, he beat. Yeah, dude, he was fantastic against us. I mean, made us made him just. Yeah, he was everything right. Looked fantastic, um, and the, obviously, yeah, the fans would love him. I mean, he's he went uh, to high he, school ten minutes from me. He I mean, like, for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, he would have family and friends, and who, who knows? I mean, tons of folks here. And I miss it. Appreciate you, man. Um, it would be it would take, uh, and that's the thing too. Like for not just a coach, but like whatever QB we get, like they're looking for somebody that's going to ignite the fan base and get asses back in the seats because. Man, that they really just kind of sputter along over. And we had look, we had some games where it was sold out and the places was place was rocking. But I mean, it got tough near the end, dude. Like it was it was rough. And I think that's ultimately too what cost Arthur the job. You could he couldn't couldn't sell the fan base on that coming back again. But um, who knows? And Shadrian said we need an experienced coach to show Blank how to become a winner. Whatever it takes, man. I just want to whatever. I just want a winner. I'm I'm just tired of this mediocrity and like. You know, like I said, two out of the last 11 seasons, we've had a winning season. So, yeah, I'm just tired of that crap. Um, all right, man. So, I think that pretty much wraps up the the QBs. Like I said, we talked about the coaches. I'm sure there'll be uh, some more guys that probably enter the, you know, that we request that as, as time goes along. We'll have to keep an eye on it. As far as our show goes, man, we're gonna, like we said, we thought we told you guys, we're going to keep the show going. It'll be a weekly show. Um if shit happens, if we hire somebody, if some crazy news comes down, we make a trade, whatever, uh, likely we'll go on that day as long as Mike and I can get the schedule. We will we'll go, probably go on that day and talk about it. But for the most part, it'll be Thursdays every week uh, during the offseason. And then, like I said, we'll 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 have, we'll have draft videos that we'll put out that won't be live that we're, you know, we'll do some prospect stuff. Maybe even get Steven to do some prospect stuff with me if he has time. Um, and we can throw some because uh, God knows time I have a lot less of now. But um, hey, hang on. Our man, Uncle Steve, what's up? Good, and man, make sure y'all, if y'all have, if y'all know who Uncle Steve is, please go to Uncle Steve and, and subscribe to the man's channel because he is fantastic. Uh, not to extend the QB talk, what about Nick's? Hear a lot about him. Uh, yeah, go, you can you can kind of, Stephen talked a little bit about him earlier, but you can go ahead and kind of summarize it if you yeah, want. Yeah, you know, we, we talked a little about Nick's earlier. Again, most of my issues with him are just the Oregon offense, uh, how he perceives pressure at times, and then his playmaking when he sees that pressure and stuff like that. But the, uh, the other thing I had on him is he's a very like B tier quarterback for like his, his athleticism is B tier. Like he's a good enough athlete to do a lot of stuff, but he's not great at it. He's, he's decent. He's, he's a good uh, accuracy thrower except deep. So, you know, he's like a B tier accuracy because most quarterbacks aren't that great deep. Uh, and then his decision-making, you know, I'm not going to pretend he always makes the wrong read. It's just, you know, he's, he's not great at it. So he's just like a B tier guy, but if you like Bonex, man, like Bonex, man. He, he he's got some some upside to him. Yeah, I agree, and I also agree with this. Uh, goes to the Fields is better than Nick's. Now, admittedly, for asking me to choose between the two of them uh, for the Falcons next year, I probably pick Fields. I probably pick Fields too. I'm with you on that. Um, but anyway, guys, so we're going to close it down here, man. It's been about an hour and thirty. Uh, Steven, dude, thanks so much for coming on, man. You were a lifesaver hey. tonight in more than one way because, like I said, I'd have had to sit here and do this by myself, and uh, I had no preparation for the QBs because I was relying on you for that. <laughs> so, glad, uh, glad yeah. to I, I've watched about, you know, two games of the all 22. Again, full disclosure here. I've watched like two games of the all 22 for all these guys. Right. So my opinion could change. This is just like for sure. a taste of what I think right now. Things change throughout draft season. You know, maybe, you know, 
Rattler does terrible at the Senior Bowl. Guess what? If Rattler does terrible at the Senior Bowl, I'm probably going to stop being like, watch out for Spencer Rattler. If Bo Nix lights up the Senior Bowl, then that's a, a good thing for him. So there's a lot there's a lot to look forward to. But, man, John, I appreciate you having me on. I love you. talking ball. I've been wanting to, to hop on, you know, throughout the year. But obviously, you know, full disclosure, I'm in the Coast Guard, so my schedule is crazy sometimes. And uh, it happened to line up for this week. We were actually supposed to be out and about this week, but we happened to get an extended week where I'm home. Uh, which is great because it got to be to come on this podcast where maybe I wouldn't have been able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I hope Mike got home safe. Uh, yeah, I've heard from him. I'm sure he did. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk to him after yeah. the show. But wish, yeah. he, wish he could have been on with us, but at least I was here to kind of fill in because solo riding with all the stuff going on, it would have been kind oh, of. Oh, man. Yeah. Crazy. This I mean, the chat would have saved me. I'd have been just talking with the chat the entire True. time about, about coaches and, and whatnot and, you know, how the season went badly, probably. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, man. Uh, like I said, yeah, much appreciated. And, uh, like I said, guys, like I said, just keep checking the channel for the updates. Like I said, we'll, uh, every Thursday. And then again, this Saturday, if you want to come hang out 3 p.m., but it'll be before the, the playoffs start. So we, we, we schedule it before the playoffs start. But let's, the Bolt Bros podcast, if you look them on YouTube. And, I want to uh, get, we'll, I want to get John real fast. Before yeah. We get what are your playoff predictions? I'll let you go first, and I'll throw what I got out there. Who do you, uh, you think? I don't need like every game. I just say, who do you think is going to be like NFC champion, AFC champions, chip games, and then the Super Bowl? Um. All right, I'll go NFC. I got to go San Francisco. I just don't see anybody uh, topping yeah. them right now. Um, AFC. AFC is a tough one because uh, it's like. Yeah. It's just a tough one. I mean, like, uh, you know, the, the Chiefs are not the Chiefs uh, that we've seen. You know, um, I was really high on the Dolphins until they kind of, yeah. you know, they've had a rough couple of weeks here. The injuries have just, I mean, the injuries have been devastating for those guys that they've, you know, Jalen and then uh, Chubb and Xavier and Howard. And it's like they, they've just been hit, hit behind Baker this week with a, bro- or a dislocated wrist. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, I almost want to say the Bills just because of how they're kind of rolling and with Josh Allen and, uh, but that's uh, yeah, maybe the Bills. I'll just yeah, what the hell? Yeah. It doesn't matter. So the Bills. Uh, and I, I think probably San Francisco gets it done this year. Yeah, I, I I like that. I am close to predicting the Bills. I'll say this: I think it's gonna be Ravens uh, Bills uh, playing each other, and then I think whoever wins that game probably goes to the the Super Bowl. Yeah, Ravens. Yeah, Ravens a good call uh, too. Yeah, I would probably predict the Bills. Objectively, I think the Ravens win, but it just feels like an upset year. Like. Like, I just feel like Josh Allen, especially over the past couple of years, he, he's got some juice to him. And, and you know, it, it, the AFC at the very least is going to be a super fun playoff series. Because, like, even Tua, you know, I kind of feel bad for him because he has this bad rap about him. But, like, if he made a big Super Bowl run, man, I would be so hyped for that. Oh, dude, me so too. Crap, and I think he's a great dude. And I think he does a lot of stuff fun as a quarterback. Uh, NFC, I'm going to have to be honest, I've been a Dak truther for a long time. When everybody else was saying, <laughs> you really want Dak Prescott as your quarterback? I was like, yeah, he's top five. Uh, mm-hmm. So very validating for me as a Dak Prescott truther to see him ball out. And I think he – I hope he has the kind of Matt Ryan run, but it doesn't end how Matt Ryan's ran in. Right. Uh, and I hope he shows out in the playoffs and makes a deep run. But, again, if they get beat by the 49ers, I also think that's very possible. But, but I'm going to go with Dallas, and I'm going to go with the Bills. I think, And then I think Dallas takes it. I, I'm all in on Dak, man. I hope he has his run. Because I think he gets so much disrespect, and I hate Cowboy fans because they hated Romo for some reason. Yeah. I love Romo; he was one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. And then they hate Dak, and I'm like, both these quarterbacks are awesome. It's like imagine if the whole fan base was like the weirdos who hated Ryan, but also right. these exactly. weirdos also hated Vic. So it's like both your great quarterbacks who fans hated. It, just, it annoys me. I hope Dak has a good playoff run and, and shows out. Yeah, and I could, I, I could, I could see that too. Yeah, I mean they've had a 
they've they've had games that are, but they just look unbeatable, and they've had games that are like, oh my god. So it just depends on which version shows up. And yeah, I like I said, I like um, the Ravens could like, definitely the Ravens are the best AFC team, I believe. You know, all around, they should be the favorites. But, I just I think yeah. they're going to get upset by somebody. Yeah, and I, but you know, we see it every year. It's like who's who's really hot going. Not that the not the Bills are really hot, but the way they started compared to the way they ended, they were they were even not going to make the playoffs, and then they end up winning the division. So it's like. You know, they, they, and granted, their division is pretty much shit outside of Miami. But I mean, you know, because the Jets and the Patriots, we know what they were. But final week, that's a really, that's a really good division. Oh man, yeah. So you guys, as long as Niners lose, that's all that matters. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, it, they, I, yeah. I mean, I, I know, I feel you on that one. Um, but anyway, guys, thanks so much, guys, for coming by tonight. And like I said, checking out the show. If you were here, like I said, hit the like button for us, man. It just helps us keep growing. And uh, subscribe to the channel. Tell your friends. Share it. Hit the bell so you get the notifications for the show. Yeah. If you're listening to us on Spotify, iTunes, or any podcast that allows you to leave us a review, if you can hit us five stars, helps us grow on those platforms as well because we, we put it out on there every week as well. Um, and like I said, catch us Saturday. Uh, 3 p.m. Bolt Bros podcast, man. It'll be uh, a fun show with those guys. They're hilarious, and we have a good time with them. And it, it, our franchises mirror each other damn near perfectly, so we'll have a lot to talk about with them. Uh, and it'll, it'll just, you know, you can hang out and do that before uh, the, uh, the playoffs start. It'll be who, what's the first game? Is it the Lions and Rams? I want to say Saturday. So, yeah, I haven't I really checked Lions. it out. I see there's playoffs going on. I'm going to watch every game anyway. So I was like, exactly, yeah. I think it's Lions, Rams, and then we got. Uh, the, the, the chiefs and the dolphins in the late game which would be what two degrees and a negative like a wind chill of like negative 20 so that should be uh something to watch for sure uh three dirty man what's up dude good to see you man uh-huh. Billy mills appreciate you brother um so yeah check us out saturday guys and then we'll be back next week on thursday again a barring anything crazy happens and we may drop a video here or there uh mike and i've got some different things that we're going to try this coming year um that are just not even Falcons related. We'll, we'll share on the next uh, show. So this will be a little something different, but uh, shouldn't surprise you guys coming from us. So um, y'all have a great night, man. And uh, we will catch y'all next week. And since Mike's not here, I will do it for him. Out of your Falcon mind. Peace. Appreciate it.